You are listening to episode 10 of the TJ Tells It podcast. Today, I'm telling you seven simple things you can do along your health and fitness journey. Welcome to the TJ Tells It podcast. I'm your host, TJ, and this is your straight talk guide to the fitness lifestyle by a non-traditional fitness junkie. Have you ever said, I could never run, lift weights, take a spin class, complete a 5K, or even that marathon? If you ever said, I'm not the fitness type, Are you afraid to go to the gym because you don't know where to start or what to do? Or are you just looking for a little motivation to get out the door? If I just described you, then this is the podcast for you. You will hear about starting a health and fitness lifestyle, tips and tricks to staying on track and motivated. You'll learn the ins and outs of becoming a healthier you. You will also get to meet some of my favorite fitness junkies around and more. Lace up your shoes and let's get this journey started. Welcome, welcome to the TJ Tells It podcast. I am TJ and I am your host. And today we're talking about seven simple things you can do to either start your health and fitness journey or to keep it moving along. But first, let's give a few announcements and tell you what's been going on. So this episode's coming out a few days late, had life happen and it threw me a little off, but it didn't stop the train. I like to say that sometimes life is going to happen, but you have to kind of pick yourself back up and keep going and not let it derail everything that you've done. So it's Monday night instead of Friday night, and I am putting out another episode of the podcast. Also, big announcement, we are now 30 days away from me being candy free for a year. I think I've talked about in the past that I was a serious candy junkie. Like it was my go-to food. I loved candy, all kinds of candy. Well, except for licorice, but who really likes licorice? And I question those people who say that they like black licorice. I'm very suspicious. But if it was candy and it was there and I thought I was hungry, I was sad, I was happy, I was bored, I ate it standing in line in the grocery store. Oh, there's a Snickers for 50 cents. Sure, sign me up. I'll take it. It's only 50 cents. And then I realized that it was a way too much of my caloric intake for a day. And it wasn't really providing me with any nutrition. And it was a crutch. So if I was hungry and I needed something to be able to make it home after grocery shopping, I would grab a Snickers and call myself being, oh, it's not that bad because it's got peanuts in it. And so it's got some protein. So it's better than, say, grabbing a bag of Skittles. Uh Uh-uh. Nay, nay. So how did this candy-free journey start? It started, I was in the middle of a workout, surprise, surprise, on Halloween 2017. And I realized I hadn't had any candy all day long, which is super abnormal for me. I am a candy junkie and I always have been. I loved Halloween for the candy. I love dots. I don't buy dot by themselves like in a movie theater box. I would only eat them on Halloween and I would pick through the mixed candy that my parents would buy and pull out all the boxes of dots and then I opened them and then I separated them all by color. I didn't really like the orange ones so most of the time I threw those away. The yellow ones were okay fine I'll eat those first and then I would eat a series from green to pink to red, and then sometimes rotation in between there. Yep, I was serious about my dot consumption, but I realized last year on Halloween that I didn't really need the candy. And then I was like, well, I'm starting this progression to survive the holidays and not let it derail everything that I've done, the progress that I've made. 
So let's start with this one simple change, which was to stop eating candy. We're not talking stopping cake or cookies or ice cream, just manufactured candy like Snickers or Butterfinger or Skittles or M&Ms or Reese Cups and things like that. And I said, well, let me just make it through the holidays. I'm not going to say that I'll never eat candy again, but let's at least make it through the holiday season. And hopefully it'll keep me from being derailed because we all know once candy and holiday food starts... You can pack on the pounds, you can pack it on quickly. Your super clean eating can fly out the window because Aunt Sally brought you that homemade pecan pie and so you don't want to hurt her feelings so you eat a slice there and then she's like, take the rest of the pie with you. So you take it and you're like, I'm not going to throw away this good homemade pie because that'd be wasteful because they're starving kids in Africa because if it works for broccoli, it totally works for pecan pie, right? And then... It's January and it's resolution time and everyone's like, I'm going to get back in shape. I said, why am I waiting until January when I have tools at my disposal right now and it'll be a good challenge to make it through the holidays without derailing my plan or to not gain weight, maybe even lose weight, build a little muscle, build a new habit and things like that. So alas, the candy free was born. So I'm asking you as my listeners, join me in this last month of being candy free for a year and give up candy. The candy season has started. It's going to be on sale. It's going to be readily available, but that does not mean you have to eat it. There are other things you can do to get your sugar fix. And if you really want it, I will give you the exception if you make everything from scratch, like you make your homemade Reese cups, go for it. Because then it's chocolate and peanut butter, you know what's in it. But I bet when that craving strikes you in the first week, you're not going to want to get up and make Reese cups. Instead, you're going to be like, oh, I really could use one. But maybe you make a chocolate peanut butter smoothie instead and get some protein in there by throwing in some Greek yogurt and you have a nice high protein food or drink or smoothie or what have you that solves your craving for something and is infinitely healthier than grabbing for a Reese's cup. If you're not a candy eater and you still want to join in the challenge of 31 days candy free, you can pick something else. Maybe potato chips are your go-to. So pick potato chips. Don't eat potato chips for a month and see how you feel. Be honest about it though. Like if you feel like you need those potato chips after the 31 days, eat the potato chips. I'm not saying that come Halloween or November 1st, I'm going to all of a sudden start eating candy again. I probably won't eat manufactured candy again for a long while. We'll see. You never know what's going to happen, but right now it's still a good challenge for me. And I'm proud of myself for making it this far. And now that I'm so close to a year, I'm definitely not going to give it up. I'm kind of stubborn and I love a good challenge. So that's what's going on. If you want to join in on the challenge, do please do post on social media, tag it with hashtag TJ tells it, tag me in it at TJ tells it and do hashtag uh, 31 days candy free. And we'll see how this goes. And if you really like it, we can continue the challenge or we can start a new one every month. And um, we can see what other kinds of good habits we can build and bad habits we can break. What else has been going on? So I started started working out at a new fitness studio. It's called Turn Studio. It's in Sandy Springs, Georgia, and it is run by Ashley. She's the owner. She also teaches classes and takes classes. Best part about it though, today when I walked in to do my HIIT workout, who was waiting for me? But Calvin. 
He's a studio dog. Love me some Calvin. You can get a little dog loving. You go get your workout. And then when you come back downstairs and you're trying to recover from the workout, Calvin's right there. Like, pet me, please. You know, you want to love on me. And then I walked out and my girl Bianca had PETA out there. And if you don't follow PETA on Instagram, you should. It's at PETA with strangers. She is adorable and loves 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 good love she will let you pet her all day long she will cuddle with you and it's the best thing after a workout for sure i love it and then i come home to zoe who's my dog and she's like okay give me a little love but okay so really i just want a dentist stick and some food and then another dentist stick if you would please mom thanks and then she sits on the couch and listens to me podcast because why not right so but let's go back to Turn Studio. It's both spin classes and they have high intensity interval training. And the best part about it, besides getting a good sweat and putting in some sweat equity, their um, thing is stay gold, sweat gold. And who talk about the sweat it is real, but the people. The people is why I keep showing up. The people is why I am doing 5.45 a.m. workouts with my girl Bianca, who you can follow her at uh, turn underscore queen B and follow her and see all the crazy fitness photos that she has. And she tells you what uh, classes she's teaching and whatnot. But the people from the instructors to the clients that show up. Everybody is super supportive. They will give you a modification if you need it. So all abilities, all levels, all motivations are welcome and you get a good workout in no matter where you are. They meet you where you are and push you to a new level, which I love. And the hit class today, I was like, so you're going to kill us today? And he's like, oh no, it's some arms and whatnot. And by arms, he meant push-ups and more push-ups and more push-ups with some other stuff thrown in there. But I did it and I felt better afterwards. Now, we might not want to talk about how I probably should do my hair tonight before I go to bed because my shoulders might not cooperate tomorrow, but it was a good workout. And you get cheered on and encouraged throughout class. They learn your name and it's a small class. So you see familiar faces, which is great. And the spin classes, there's different types of spin classes. Bianca has her Trap Tuesday class, which is um, a beast of a class. And then they have their BPM 45, which is a uh, ride on the beat kind of class. But I am beat challenged. I'm coordinate challenged. So I'm never really on the beat. And I'm never really when they're dipping. I'm like, I know I started that dip when they went down. But now everybody's going back down again. I'm just coming back up. But that's okay. I still keep going. I stay in the back and get a little air flow on me and I dip away and I do my push-ups and tap backs and whatnot but it's just a great supportive environment so if you're in the metro Atlanta area and you are OTP or not afraid to go OTP it is worth it first class is free they don't pay me to say this um I just love it so if you want to come work out with me come work out with me um if you want to try both the types of classes look on their schedule and uh, find a double shot Double shot is 30 minutes of spin and then 30 minutes of uh, a hit workout in the mez. 
So that's what's been going on. If you've been following me on Instagram, you see my crazy um, post about it and you should totally check out my stories because I tell you the real deal about what class is like and um, you can just see what I'm talking about. And I'm still running Tuesdays and Fridays and I need to get in some long runs before the PNC Atlanta 10 miler, which is coming up in like three weeks. So long runs will be on the agenda so I can get part two of the triple peach in the books and continue my streak that I have going on i've been doing triple peach races which is the ajc peach tree road race the pnc 10 miler and the invesco qqq thanksgiving half marathon and that will get you the triple peach you get an extra medal they give you ironically they give you pie i feel like i've never seen peaches at the end of triple peach but that's neither here nor there and it's just a great accomplishment plus it gets me out of cooking on thanksgiving even though i love to cook i definitely am not trying to run a half marathon and then to cook Thanksgiving dinner. So I make cranberry sauce the night before and everybody is super happy with my homemade cranberry sauce. But let's get into the episode. I have rambled and talked your ear off enough about what's been going on in my world. If you want to follow the day to day, you can check me out on Instagram. It's at TJ tells it and you'll see everything that's going on. Get the real scoop and find out um, my personal commentary. I sometimes even remember what I'm thinking during class and share with the world. Let's talk about these seven small things you can do to start your health and fitness journey or to keep it going. The first one, super simple. You should be doing it anyway, but most of us aren't. It's drink more water. Even if it's just eight more ounces than what you have been drinking before. Water is a crucial component to your body. You need it, especially if you are starting to sweat more. You want your body to perform at an optimal level, you want to make sure that you're hydrated. Water is a key way to do it. And I'm not saying you have to just drink plain water. There are lots of people who say, I really don't like the taste of water. I feel you. There is water. There's water that is nasty. Then there's water that's good. And if you got to buy the spring water, get the spring water. I recommend the Camelback um, double filter pitcher. You buy a filter and it runs through the filter on the top. And then when you pour it out, it filters it again. And I've had no problems with that water. And I drink other like spring water and the filtered water at work. But I try and make sure that I am constantly drinking every hour. I remember to do that by setting alarms. If you've listen to any of the past episodes, you know that I talk about making a plan and scheduling things in and setting alarms. I legit have alarms set and they vibrate and buzz to remind me to do healthy habits. Um, I also have a blog post about uh, ways to get in more water so that you can hit your water goals for the day. So you have to check that out. I'll link it in the show notes. The second small action that you can do is take more steps. As you know, I am a Fitbit junkie. I've had a Fitbit for, uh, I guess we're going on six or seven years now. I love it. It reminds me to keep moving. I like to try and hit my step goal if I can every day, but I definitely try and average 10,000 steps a day. Right now, my average is a little bit lower, but I'm getting more movement in every day and getting that average back up to 10,000 steps a day. But a few ways in which you can just get more steps in, park farther away. You don't always have to have that super close parking spot. Now I get if it's dark and not safe, don't be dumb about it. But if it's bright, it's a nice day, park a little farther away. 
you get extra steps both ways. Your car is probably not going to get dinged up because most people are trying to park close and it's better for your health. Do what I like to do. I met a friend for frozen yogurt last week because we have this froyo obsession with this place near her house and um, they have a whole bunch of gluten-free flavors, which totally excites me because I love it. And it's got some probiotics in it. So it's kind of good for me. We ate our froyo and we were still chatting. And I was like, hey, can we move? Partly because I needed to move because I was getting stiff and the lactic acid was building up. But partly because I knew that when the work week starts, I'm going to sit more than I'm going to walk. And walking and talking is a great way to get in more movements. The other thing is you can take the long way. So if you park in the back of the parking lot, you can walk over three aisles, then walk into the store and that will get you extra steps. So those are just a few of the ways that I get an extra steps. You can one last one for um, those TV watchers because fall television started and I'm getting super excited about the shows that are happening. Although I can't get really attached to them because of ones that they cancel like four episodes in on a cliffhanger and they never tell you what happens. So I'm reserving judgment, but you can walk in place while you are watching TV. Throw in some hand weights or grab a couple of bottles of water and you can do arm curls and shoulder presses and just walk with weight and that will get you in more steps. Third thing, stretch every day. Everybody should stretch every day. You want to keep everything loose and you want to elongate your muscles so that they can work for you. Um, I like to start the day with simple arms overhead and touch my toes, but I kind of do it in a moving, not a long hold until I get warmed up and just move everything from head to toe and you will feel a lot better. This is super crucial, especially if you started a new workout regimen and you're starting to feel that soreness. You're starting to tighten up and you're starting to question whether or not you're making appropriate life decisions by adding in weights or by running a little bit more. I promise, promise, promise you will feel a thousand times better if you can get in some stretching. Stretch every day. You can stretch multiple times a day. I do this. I stand up at my desk. We have stand up desk at work and I'll raise it. And when I raise it, I will do a couple of hip flexor stretches. And that's just you kind of stand in a lunge position, bend the front leg and keep the back leg kind of straight, lift your arms up. And it's a great way just to lengthen everything back up, Especially if you've been sitting, you want to kind of keep your hips and your hip flexors stretched out because they're getting compressed. And if you're running, same thing. They're going to shorten up. And I am convinced this is how when you get older, you get shorter because you're not keeping everything stretched out. I could be wrong. I'm not a scientist. I said this before. This is just my theory. We're going to have to see. This is a long game. It's a long game, like keeping the hips stretched out to see if I don't shrink when I get older. But we'll see. I'll let you know in like 30 or 40 years, right? (laughs) So the fourth thing is to add one serving of fruits and vegetables, fruits or vegetables. If you are a veggie eater, but you don't eat fruit, add a piece of fruit in eat an apple. It's fall. Apple season's starting up. It's great. Nectarines are good right now. Grapes are good. So just add in a piece of fruit if you're not a fruit eater. If you're not a vegetable eater, pick a vegetable and eat it. 12 to 20 baby carrots. Baby carrots are like that 
easy transition food and get a little vitamin A, some beta carotene, and generally they're pretty sweet, so they're not too terrible to eat. If you aren't eating green vegetables, they tell me you need green vegetables. I'm not a huge fan of green vegetables, but I try and throw them in there. I generally just hide them. So like if I get spinach, I cover them up with tomatoes and I feel like I'm getting double dose of vegetables here. Get some iron in with the spinach, some um, lycopene with the tomatoes. I think it's lycopene. Maybe it's lysine. I don't know. Healthy stuff. And you get the chlorophyll and you got the green vegetables. Plus your mom will be happy because didn't she always tell you to eat your green vegetables? So add in a a serving. Maybe one week you start by adding in fruit and then the next week you add in vegetables if you've just been a kind of meat and carb kind of person. But that's an easy thing that you can add in every day to kind of keep you going, keep you healthy, get you some fiber and keep everything moving along. The fifth thing is to journal about your health or fitness every day. So even if it's just as simple as today, I took care of my health by drinking an extra glass of water, eating an extra serving of fruit, eating a serving of vegetables. I took care of my health by taking several deep breaths and making sure that I was centered before I left. Or you can journal about your fitness I took care of my fitness today by walking for five minutes on the treadmill. I took care of my fitness by walking to get the mail instead of driving. It's amazing what journaling about your health and fitness journey can do for keeping you moving forward. Plus, on the hard days, you'll have something to go back and look at and be proud of. You can say, I did these things and I got it done. I accomplished something. Write about how you're feeling that day. You can write about what you felt like before you did whatever your new healthy action is and then do the healthy action and then write about what you felt like afterwards. Nine times out of 10, you're going to feel better after you get in some movement. Make that healthy choice. Make a change that you've been wanting to make and now you've finally accomplished it. I highly recommend journaling. I journal by posting on Instagram and Facebook and telling people what I did. And it's a kind of a great way to show people what are the different things that you can do, but also to give me something to look back on. Facebook reminds you every year, here's what you did on this day a year ago or four years ago. And every time I see a post that's like four or five or six years old, and it still shows me as being an active person, and I know I'm still being that active or more, I'm proud of myself. I'm glad that I have kept my journey going. Sixth thing, it's a little bit harder. And it harkens back to what I talked about at the very beginning is you can cut one thing out. So for me, a 300 and what, 35 days ago, I cut out candy. I made that one little change. I removed it. It was bad for me. It was derailing me because it was a red light food. If I started eating candy, I just kept eating candy. And it wasn't like I would just eat one piece. I was eating five, six pieces. It was a go-to. It was basically like an extra meal that wasn't providing me with any nutrients. So pick one thing that is unhealthy that you're doing and cut it out. Now, this takes mental willpower, sheer stubbornness, and a support team sometimes to make it happen, but you can do it. Tell someone about it. Y'all know I'm all about telling it. So tell someone that you're doing it. Ask them for some help if you need it. Get them to remind you and you will be successful. You'll be able to cut that one thing out. It's a small action 
and pick something simple. Pick a subset of a subset. Like a lot of people like to go whole hog. I'm cutting out all added sugar. I'm like, I'm going to be real about this. I know it's going to be a baby step process. So I decided manufactured candy was going to be what I cut out. Funny thing about it is I still ate less sugar and not just the manufactured candy, but I ate less sweet stuff all along because I wasn't craving as much because I wasn't constantly putting in that manufactured corn syrup or, you know, the whatever they say is the amount of candy, amount of sugar that's in a candy bar in my body every day, then making me want more and more of it. And so cutting out that one little thing of candy made a huge difference. So the seventh and last thing that you can do is try something new. And you're like, really? Try something new every day? I really think that you will find a few things to add to your regimen or a few things to start as your building blocks if you try something new. I'm not saying you got to go try Cobb McGraw one day and then go try running five miles another day and go lift a hundred pound bench press another day, I'm saying try little things. Maybe you try that group fitness class at the gym that you've been a member of for the last three years and you haven't gone in the door. Or maybe it's parking farther away so you can get more steps. Or it's, I tried a new food that I wouldn't have normally eaten. I tried this different piece of fruit. I tried a new vegetable. I prepared my food in a different way. Maybe you love deep fat frying your chicken and you decided to do oven baked chicken tenders instead. Try something new. It'll keep you kind of invigorated. Plus you'll be looking for something new every day. So you'll be in the world of a healthy mindset of looking for something new health wise and fitness wise to do. So another thing that you can try that's new is figure out something that you like about yourself. What do you physically like about yourself and build on that? So every day you pick something new about yourself that you like. Maybe it's your arms. You like the way your arms look. And then the next day, maybe you think about something mental that you're good at. For instance, I'd say my ability to eventually get to the positive in any situation is a great thing about me. I love that. I try and stay positive. Even when I may start down in the dumps, eventually I'm going to get back up to even kill and I'm going to figure out what the silver lining in this is. Why did this hurdle appear and getting over it maybe what I needed to push me to that next level? Or maybe it's just to change your frame of mind. So being positive, just try something new. So let's recap. Seven small things to start your health and fitness journey or keep it moving. One, drink more water. Two, take more steps. Three, stretch every day. Four, add one serving of fruit and or vegetables to your food every day. Five, journal about your health and fitness journey. Tell someone about it or just write it down so that you have a record to look back on when you need it. Sixth thing, cut out something that's just not good for you. For me, it was candy. For you, it may be soda. It may be, I don't know, cut something out. The seventh thing is to try something new. If you're always looking for something new that's healthy and will keep you moving along, your journey will always be moving forward. Give one or all of these a try. Let me know how it goes. Post about it on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Tag me 
at TJ Tells It and let me know. If you decide to join in the candy challenge, feel free to post about it. Tell your friends, get some other people involved. Be sure to tag me so I know that you're doing it and I can cheer you along. If you hit a hurdle and you're like, oh my God, I really need a candy bar, email me, tj at tjtellsit.com. And I'll tell you probably five different ways to solve whatever the hurdle is that's making you reach for that piece of candy. I hope you come back next week for another episode of the TJ Tells It podcast. I'll be telling you all about where to find that basic building blocks to learning about nutrition. I had a friend ask me about that today and I figure there are other people out there who probably have that same question. So if you come back for the next episode, that's what you're going to hear about. Thank you for listening. I'll be back next time for another episode of the TJ Tells It podcast telling about a health and fitness journey. You can find all the archive episodes and show notes at tjtellsit.com forward slash podcast. Never miss the next episode by subscribing through your favorite podcast app, such as Stitcher, iTunes, or Google Play, or just sign up for my email newsletter on tjtellsit.com. Not only that, signing up will score you a free weekly fitness planner. You can join me on Facebook to discuss the episodes and all things related to a health and fitness journey in the TJ Tells It community on Facebook. Just three questions to answer and I'll add you to the group. You can send your questions to me at tj at tjtellsit.com. In between episodes, you can follow my journey on Instagram or Twitter by following TJ Tells It. Until next time. Keep in mind that this is a one step at a time, always moving forward journey and you will too succeed on your health and fitness journey. I'm TJ and I'm telling you.